0: 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new games game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at shumbacasino.com
1: no purchase necessary btw were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome in to the every game on the board podcast college football style i am drew martin joined by our number two hole hitter here teddy covers wager talk sports memo.com follow him on twitter at teddy underscore covers teddy welcome in how you feeling buddy
2: hey great to be here drew uh, i have no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine here. We had a little thunderstorm in Vegas this morning, you know, sure. which doesn't always happen. It was a, it was a nice 5.15 a.m. wake-up call for me, uh, which I appreciated very much on a day where I had the alarm set for 6.45. So uh, we lost a little bit of sleep off the thunderstorm last night, but nothing like what you're dealing with in Florida uh, with Hurricane Ian. And obviously, as it affects uh, some of the games in the college football slate, it's going to affect some of the games on the NFL slate this week. So uh,
1: if you're out there in hurricane land, stay safe. Uh, no complaints here. Okay. Well, sometimes when it rain it rains in Vegas, uh, it gets kind of wild out there. I remember from living out there. So <laughs> real fast. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot <laughs> different than Florida. When it rains here, people like to go out have a good time, party. When it rains there, it's like a it's like a madhouse, man. It, it doesn't <laughs> the the water doesn't go anywhere, so it's kind of wild.
2: Well, I mean, so the one thing about living in Vegas, and I've been here out here 25 years now, and you go on vacation normally, and it rains, you're like, oh, I can't believe it rained on vacation. Anytime it rains when I'm on vacation, you're like, oh, yeah, rain. I love it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Gives you a whole different perspective uh, on uh, rainy days and vacation. So, uh, but that being said, vacation's a long way away, man. Where are we? Week four of the NFL, week five of college football. The next time we talk talking about vacations will be after March Madness. So uh, let's get into it, my friend. Lots of college football to discuss on a loaded week five card. Is it week four because week zero? No, it's
1: week uh, five. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's week five. five. Yeah, we can call it week five for sure. Um, September 27th to October 3rd. Yeah, we did have a week zero, but no, this week's card is week five. And guys, every game on the board podcast, this is section number two. We're using the wager talk live odds screen, and we're going down in rotation order. That's those little numbers next to the team name. We are doing 145-146 Purdue, Minnesota, all the way down to 167-168. Cal and Washington State in this section with Teddy covers. So first game up for section two, Purdue, Minnesota. We're seeing the Golden Gophers uh, minus 13, minus 11 and a half. Kind of some uh, wide range here with how much Minnesota is favored at home. 52 and a half being the total. Teddy, I liked Minnesota coming into the year. Now the market's really starting to like him getting bet up. Uh, PJ Fleck rowing the boat. They might be for real, my friend.
2: Yeah, they might. And Purdue's got injuries all over the place uh, right now. We're seeing uh, some variance from book to book, but the general money that's been flowing in this game has been all Minnesota money. And a lot of that has to do with a pretty ugly-looking injury report uh, for the the Boilermakers, most notably quarterback O'Connell, who is still very questionable. We don't know yet if he's going to be able to go or not. The backup, Austin Burton, he's an interesting kid. Uh, UCLA transfer Uh, played a fair bit uh, for the Bruins back in 2019, but hasn't really sniffed uh, the uh, playing field much since he joined the Boilermakers for the 2021 campaign as a backup last year. And whenever you see the seniors, you know, the seniors that haven't gotten a whole lot of playing time in college, and now they're a senior, and the guy that, you know, the UCLA transfer that couldn't win the starting QB battle in camp, those are the guys that you kind of expect to drop off from. You know, a pretty big drop-off, potentially. And Minnesota's a team, I, I have no interest in stepping in front of the Gophers. You know, uh, they're just physically pounding teams in the trenches. That's what P.J. Fleck wants to do. And Minnesota, to me, looks as good as any team in the Big Ten West. So I can understand why the money's come for Minnesota so far. You're not going to need bargains with the Gophers right now. Uh, certainly not off last week's dominant showing. Uh, but I'm not convinced Purdue's a live dog in this one, although it has been a very competitive series. Between these two teams,
1: recent meetings do
2: not merit this point spread range for the Gophers.
1: I like it. Good start here, Teddy. As we head uh, to the next game, a little Sunbelt action. Texas State, James Madison, JMU minus 22 at home, 49 and a half or 50 being the total. 130 Eastern Saturday start here. And Teddy, uh, this one might have some Hurricane Ian remnants effects of the game. What are you thinking, uh, JMU and Texas State?
2: Yeah, now be aware, I mean, I'm sure this is a good primer for this time of the year. This is, you know, because as the calendar turns into October and into November, you're going to be wanting to check your weather forecasts multiple times a week. And that means you want an early week look, Monday, Tuesday, what the weather forecast is supposed to be, because the markets are going to react to that. Bad weather games start, the total start getting bet down Monday and Tuesday of the week in anticipation of an ugly looking forecast uh thursday and friday uh and similarly when we're talking about james madison the the forecast for this hurricane ian it traveling and barreling into virginia over the weekend it's not supposed to be pretty up there and again when you're talking about a situation like this with you know here we are we're recording on wednesday game's going to be played on Saturday. In theory, it could potentially be moved back. We've already seen a couple games get moved this week, and this one could be that. But from a weather standpoint, there's a lot of question marks for this one. And from a James Madison standpoint, look, there's nothing not to like about the Duke so far. But from a spot standpoint, when you rally from 28-3 down to win uh, last week, and now you're big chalk for the first time as a FBS program, I don't know that it's a spot that I want to be laying, especially given some of the concerns about the weather this weekend. Now, uh, it's not like I'm excited about the dog in this one, but I don't think I'll be laying with James Madison on Saturday.
1: At Teddy underscore covers. Teddy, I got a question for you to do with the hurricane, games moving around. I've heard actually different guys say different things with the rules. I like asking you questions with sportsbook rules, with Las Vegas. I, I don't know. I just think you got a, a good, you know, kind of pulse on this stuff. If the game moves locations or if the game moves dates, doesn't that void the bet or is it kind of sportsbook dependent? It is sportsbook dependent. Okay.
2: There are the the general rule in Vegas, the general rule in Vegas, not every book does it, but the general rule is if the game is not played on the day that it was supposed to be played in the location that it was supposed to be played, all wagers become pushes. Now, a game can be pushed back from 8 a.m. to midnight. But if it's not played on the same day, the wager, all the wager would be refunded and the books would post a fresh line, you know, uh, for yeah. the current game. Now, there are uh, other rules that other books in other states. One prominent book allows the games played within eight days. Yeah. Uh, the game, uh, as long as it's still in the same venue, you don't need to remake your wager. They're not going to cancel all the old wagers. But that's the exception rather than the rule. The majority of books here in Las Vegas, if it's not played on the game day and or it's not played in the location that it's supposed to, wagers get voided and you'll need to remake
1: your bets. I like that. Teddy covers, ladies and gentlemen, as we head to the next game, 149-150. Again, we're going down in rotation order here. Section number two of the Every Game on the Board podcast, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific kick here. Man, that is a early kick for at Air Force, uh, Navy at Air Force here, Teddy, minus 14. That's the Falcons at home, 37 and a half being the total. We get two academies running the option, a lot of clock running, under 40 for this total here, Teddy.
2: Yeah, so uh, you know, like I mentioned it, you mentioned the 10 a.m. local start time uh, for the Flyboys uh, in Colorado Springs, which is the exception rather than the rule. You talked about the total, look. The last 51 meetings between service academies, Army, Navy, Air Force, they all play each other every year. The winner uh, wins the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. And of the last 51 meetings, 41 of them have gone under the total. (laughs) Only nine have cashed over. There was a push in that span. And certainly, when you're talking about a track record like that for that long, The markets are well aware. This is the lowest total on the board. It's the lowest total on the board for a reason. They're anticipating under money. They've already gotten some under money. Um, Sometimes you find these long-term trends and they're not really priced in yet. This one's priced into the number. The the markets are well aware uh, that both pros and joes have uh, been consistently betting and beating these games under the total. and, And that's why we're seeing the total as low as it is it's been a mismatch the last two years air force 40 to 7 air force 23 to 3 air force is really freaking good <laughs> uh, i will not be stepping in front of air force in this ball game let's give uh, navy some credit 16 and a half point dogs won outright last week at east carolina uh but in terms of how these two teams match up together air force been able to move the football against navy and navy hasn't been able to move the football at all against air force in any recent meeting i do not see anything different in this year's teams that make me think that the fly boys are going to struggle in this one air force total wise again it's too low for me to bet under uh if you if you want to get there knock yourself out uh not with my money
1: big one 330 eastern twelve thirty pacific up next in the big 12 151 152 oklahoma state and baylor bears minus two minus two and a half even a minus one out there, 57 being the total here, Teddy. Cowboys undefeated. Baylor, that tough loss against BYU. What are you liking in the Big 12?
2: Well, I mean, the Cowboys are undefeated. They faced Central Michigan and gave up 44 points in that contest. Uh, Arizona State, uh, was that uh, right before Edwards got fired or right after? I can't remember. And Arkansas Pine Bluff. So it's not like uh, the Cowboys have played a team with any defense yet. Uh, a, a team that is feeling good about themselves yet, a team that can compete with them yet, they haven't. Uh, and Baylor's done that twice. You know, they went on the road and played BYU. They went on the road and played Iowa State, a pair of step-up games. Uh, and they split results in those two contests. That said, that was a brutal, physical game. It came down to the wire last week at Iowa State, Oklahoma State, last week. They got to the chillax and think <laughs> about uh, Big 12 championship game revenge against Baylor, which they lost last year uh, to the Bears. So... From a spot standpoint, it screams Oklahoma State, you know, with the revenge angle, with the bye week while the opponent was facing a tough foe. And let's not forget, they beat the tough foe. They beat him on the road. There's a betting bandwagon. Baylor's been a real good spread team in the in the iran era. There's a, definitely a, a, a bigger betting bandwagon on the Baylor Bears than on the Oklahoma State Cowboys right now. Um, and yet this line's still shorter than a field goal. I think Oklahoma State's blitzes might give Baylor a whole lot of problems in this one. I've not been impressed with the Bears' QB play so far. And if I'm playing from a spot standpoint and from a matchup standpoint, I will look to the Cowboys in this Okie State-Baylor matchup.
1: Guys, Teddy does a show called Wager Talk Today each and every day, Monday through Friday, on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. That's at 12 noon Eastern with the Prez. Also, Steve Merrill seems to be on a lot in for Prez. Uh, Teddy, you asked me a question when I was the guest this Monday. Does revenge matter or something to that sort? And I didn't get a chance to ask you back. Does revenge matter to you?
2: Occasionally it does. There are certain games and certain spots and certain sports. When you're talking about college basketball, in-season revenge against conference foes—that's something I pay attention to. Where we already lost to this team once, now we get a second try at them. That, to me, is meaningful. Okay. In the NFL, there's not a lot of revenge. You know, again, yeah. divisional matchups. Maybe if the favorite lost the first meeting, um, that's one we'll pay attention to. In college football, I would say revenge is more meaningful than the average sport. Again, not a lot. Not the majority of games, not the minority games, a handful of games. But there are things that stand out, certainly when a team got waxed by that opponent they've been competitive with the previous year. There's a revenge angle there that sometimes is meaningful. And when a team loses their conference championship game to their opponent and then faces them early in the season next year, that too, to me. Again, I'm not making a bet just on a revenge angle, but there are certain situations where – the revenge angle is more meaningful than others. When a team has two weeks to think about how their opponent beat them in the conference championship game last year, that's one of them. Uh, so in this game, there, you know, how much do you quantify it? What's it worth? Maybe a point or two, you know, not a ton, but it's worth something.
1: I like it. Uh, staying in the Big 12, Iowa State, Kansas up next, 153-154-330 Eastern kick here, Cyclones minus three on the road, 58 being the total, Kansas Jayhawks, Teddy, maybe the most surprising team in football, Lance Leopold, uh, early season, probably coach of the year, what do you like in here, Iowa State and Kansas?
2: And yet, Iowa State still road chalk in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, last year, Iowa State 59, Kansas 7. Iowa State was 34.5 point favorites. The year before was 52 to 22. Iowa State was 27.5 point favorites here uh, in Lawrence. Um, you know, so what the markets are saying, again, 34.5 last year, three this year. That's a, and again, 52 point margin of victory last year. They got to either win the game or lose by two or less this time to get the money. Now, yeah, it's a revenge angle. It's not a meaningful revenge angle. Okay, it's lost everyone last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so you can bring it up if you want. But the betting bandwagon for the Jayhawks is pretty big right now. All right, it is. And from a defensive standpoint, there's no comparison between these two teams defensively. You know, Iowa State's defense is pretty good. Kansas, you know, they've been living on Jaden Daniels' ability to chuck the football around. You know, that's not a defense that we trust to get consistent stops. Yeah, I, I think you know where I'm going. Uh, you know, I, I think that the Kansas – and again, Kansas, what a stretch they've had with West Virginia on the road in overtime and then Houston and then Duke and then, and then game day in town. Yeah, I, I, I don't love stepping in front of hot teams that the markets haven't caught up with yet, but you can't tell me looking at this number that the markets
1: haven't caught up with you. Kansas. They have. Iowa State pass passed for me. Yeah, I mean, what, already 4-0 against the spread. Even if they finish the year 8-4 and against the spread, that's still, you know, uh, uh, you're losing money if that happens. So you might have kind of missed the boat in betting the Jayhawks. However, some of these teams go on a run all season long, or a lot of the season. So something to watch there. Good stat, though, in terms of the change from just one year, even getting blown out there, Teddy. Love that. We got South Alabama, UL Lafayette up next in the Sun Belt. Five o'clock Eastern kick, minus nine. That's the Jags on the highway. 47 and a half being the total. Big move here, Teddy. What a four-point move towards South Alabama. Another team that's looked strong out the gate. Good bet on team. What are you thinking, USA versus ULL? So
2: we're in October this week. And two bets stand out to me in college football as being dumb that I made two dumb bets this year. Um, UCLA make, make me no, they, they, they make me mad. I remember yeah. the dumb bets that I make, and one of them was Lafayette against Rice. Um, okay. It was a dumb bet, and it you know Rice ended up snapping the raging Cajuns' longest winning streak in the country in that ball game. That was two weeks ago. Last week. Lafayette lost to Monroe. <laughs> Oops. You know, and the offense didn't work uh, in that ballgame. You know, 4.1 yards per play against. Rice 4.5 yards per play against Monroe. Now I watched them play against Eastern Michigan. That's what made, you know, that's what led me to the dumb bet. And they were chucking the football around. The receivers were making plays downfield. And I'm like, they can do this even after they had fallen behind to Eastern Michigan. I'm like, this is the same Lafayette team that it's been. Clearly, that's not the case. And teams with a decent secondary like South Alabama has, you know, that secondary played really well in the UCLA game. That stood out to me. Uh, and they played well in the Central Michigan game as well. It's two teams that like to chuck the football around. So um, you can understand this point spread range being where, is there, you know, there was a lot of thought that once Billy Napier leaves Lafayette that the program's going to, you know, and if you watch them the last couple of weeks. Again, minus 12, lose by 12. Minus nine and a half, lose by four. The markets haven't been close with Lafayette in recent weeks. They've been getting smacked around and not a team that I trust this week against South Alabama.
1: Next game up, Temple in Memphis. We're seeing Memphis minus 18 and a half or minus 1951 being the total. Temple-Memphis-Liberty Bowl, Teddy.
2: This series has been surprisingly competitive. You know, kind of shockingly competitive. (laughs) I'm like – Really? Temple's been able to do that and hang around. Uh with the squad. It's been a dog series uh all the way. Um, what I think seven of the last eight meetings by dogs, four outright wins uh by the dog uh in this series. Um, and we're a couple things worth noting. There's a new ticket policy at Memphis, and I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter about this because people were complaining the lines were a thousand miles long that no one's gonna come to the games anymore. Uh because it's an issue, and it's an issue in terms of of uh, reselling the tickets and issuing terms of the Lions getting to the stadium. And lo and behold, the last couple of weeks, Memphis double digit chalk against Arkansas State, double digit chalk against North Texas. and They don't cover either one. And I made a little note in my, you know, saying, hey, you got to downgrade Memphis' home field. Uh, the crowds aren't there and they're not. And of course, in both those games, you give it up 30 points, uh, 32 to Arkansas State, 34 to North Texas. You're not a team I want to lay a big price with. Temple's coming off their first shutout win uh, <laughs> since uh, Matt Rule left town. Uh, of course, it was against UMass. You don't want to take too much about that. But the Rutgers game stands out to me for Temple because I thought they were going to annihilate in that contest. And they banged in the trenches with Rutgers. Their defense was there the whole game. Um, you know, Offensively, they're very much a work in progress. It's not a team that's going to trade points with the Memphis Tigers. But in this point straight range, you might not have to. Lean to the owls here. They're on my short list for potential client play on Saturday.
1: Watch out for those teams, you know. Price where Temple is. If they uh they just fight hard, you know, in the trenches, stay with some teams. They could be money makers. Good stuff, Teddy. Guys, check out Teddy Covers wager talk and SportsMemo.com. He's 38 and 21, 64. All sports last five weeks. He's also 10 and 4. Uh, in the NFL, that is. We got every play since February, guys, for his clients, 59%, up over 200% ROI. That's going back since February, guys. So long term winning here. Number one at Wager Talk and net profit since February 1st. So uh, check out Teddy Covers, guys. A lot of uh, plays up and available, free plays as well. Seeing the New York Jets, maybe a little Aztecs, San Diego State, Boise State. Go read it on his page, wagertalksportsmemo.com, experts page, Teddy Covers. Next game up, Cincinnati and Tulsa. We're seeing Bearcats minus nine in the hook, Teddy, 58-and-a-half being the total in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, we have uh, quarterback questions here uh, for Tulsa in terms of Bryn. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to go or not. I'm seeing no uh, updates uh, as we speak. And um, they were fine without him when he got hurt uh, last week uh, against Ole Miss. But I think some of that had to do with the Rebels taking their foot off the gas in that game. That's another one that I watched uh, a week ago. And uh, it was 35-14 old Miss. And they just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you worried a little bit about the spot uh, for the Rebels if they would be focused for 60 minutes. And they weren't. And that allowed Tulsa to hang around and make things interesting in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the Tulsa's, in my mind, Tulsa's a bet-on team. I'm not in any rush to step in front of the Golden Hurricanes. I like them defensively. Their offense is better this year uh, in many ways uh, than it's been. They can get pro pressure on opposing passes, uh pass uh, passers. Um, I like to play in the secondary so far. I mean, there's there's things to like about Tulsa, there really is. But I ain't stepping in front of Cincinnati. Okay. <laughs> By the end of this year, I mean. I've watched them twice now, and nothing but impressed. And I know they didn't cover against Miami O. If you saw them against Indiana last week, slow start. And then as soon as they put the pedal to the metal, boom, boom, bang, bang. They're you know, pretty well dominated the game. Uh, you know, And able to win and cover in a game where they you know, could turn the ball over a couple times and didn't win the turnover battle. Again, when you find the coach, Luke Fickle, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, Fickle had the choice, stick around or take any Power 5 job you want. And he's like, I'm sticking around. It's a program that's on the rise and has been on the rise. And the markets are like, oh, they took a step back this year. Since he hasn't taken any step back. They graduated a ton of talent to the NFL. be interesting to see how much current talent they have in the NFL. I want no part of fading the Bearcats, even though I do like this Tulsa team. Cincy, to me, is a bet-on squad. So bet-on versus bet-on equals
1: no action one six one one six two up next guys umass in eastern michigan a doozy here teddy we get emu minus 20 at home 53 and a half being the total on the great turf yeah
2: eastern michigan's got uh, quarterback uh, concerns uh this week taylor powell the starter and powell is good okay eastern michigan's passing game with powell behind center is dink dink dunk down the field i mean they're they're, they're taking shots. This is uh, uh, a coach who trusts his quarterback to throw. One of the things I always note, you know, the coaches that call uh, trust their quarterbacks to throw bombs out of the end zone, you know, and uh, Powell's that guy. He sat uh, last week against Buffalo, and it showed. But what really showed in that game was that Easter's defense is problematic. We saw that in the game against Lafayette where they just got torched deep. And against Buffalo, uh, the, the, uh, Buffalo was literally up and down the field the entire game. Uh, Eastern had no chance. And they're playing zone coverage defensively. And the, if you have a quarterback who can pick apart the zone, it's a soft zone. It's fairly easy to have every completion, six, second and three every time. Uh, and they couldn't stop the run either in that ballgame. Now, luckily, UMass can't do any of those things, run or pass. <laughs> you know, they scored 40 points in four games combined. Uh, and most of that uh, came in garbage time. And the offense yards per play, 3.1, 3.6. They got up to 4.3 yards per play against Sony Brook, and the 3.6 last week against Temple. UMass is unbackable. I don't know that I trust Eastern's defense in this point spread range. Fairly easy pass for this better.
1: Teddy, next game up, a good one here in the Conference of Champions. Oregon State at Utah, 163-164. Early kick, 2 o'clock Eastern, 55 being the total, minus 10 in the hook. That's the Utes at home in Salt Lake. I'll tell you what, uh, and I
2: apologize. I don't have more strong opinions. I don't know what to do with this game. I don't. I don't love the spot for Oregon State. Right, they had USC on the ropes. They played great in that contest. They were minus four in turnovers and still covered wire to wire. And the defense dominated. And then they find a way to lose it at the end. And now they got to go on the road and face an elite team. And I, I definitely worry about the mentality uh, of the Beavers in this game. And one thing that Utah does: once they start rolling, they roll. You know It's been a powerful uh, home field in recent seasons. It's been a powerful home field already this season, as we've seen in two uh, blowout victories, again, against Southern Utah uh, and uh, San Diego State, neither of which was the slightest bit uh, competitive. I like the Beavers. I like them as dogs. I like them in general. I don't like them this week. Um, so, you know, this is a team that, I, that, in general, I want my money on. So I don't know that I'm going to step in front of them. Against Utah, I know the spot's bad, um, but at the same time, it's, it's not like uh, Utah's been a very attractive team in the betting markets. There's a betting bandwagon. The Wise Guys love this squad. We're seeing Utah money almost every week. We saw the opener against Florida, and again, that was a coin flip game that they lost. But since then, nothing but wins and covers uh, for the Utes, the bandwagon continues to grow. Fascinating game. Uh, I'm excited to pay attention to this one. But uh, from a wagering standpoint, I really have no idea where to go with it.
1: Next game up something only a sports better can love. FIU at New Mexico State. We're seeing the Aggies minus 14 and a half point home favorites, 54 the total. Uh, Teddy, Las Cruces, New Mexico here. Nice place, beautiful town. I don't know that the football game's going to be very good. New Mexico State, though, it does need to be noted, is a two-touchdown favorite. Speaks volumes to FIU.
2: Yeah, FIU is the worst program in the country right now. Um, it's not uh, – and frankly, from a powering standpoint, they're way down. Like, they're 131, and it's like, okay, who's looking all the way up at 130? <laughs> um, they played two not great opponents at an FCS level so far this year. Or FBS level, I should say. Texas State, they lose that game 41 to 12. And again, the offense gaining 4.0 yards per play. Not good. Uh from a and then they followed up at West Kentucky last week. And, you know, again got bet from minus 26 up to minus 31 and a half. It was 73 to nothing. And it wasn't that close. Um, I cannot recommend anyone put any money on a bottom feeder like FIU at virtually any price point. So, already it's New Mexico State or pass. And they're coming off a big blowout win over Hawaii. You know, could they do it again? They gained 7.3 yards per play in that contest. And this defense is weaker than the one they just faced. If I'm playing, I'm laying. You cannot make money with the bottom feeders at any price in college football. And FIU is at the bottom of the bottom feeders. Mike McIntyre ruining another program just like he did at Colorado.
1: Guys, check out Teddy uh, WagerTalkSportsMemo.com. We got one game left here on the Every Game on the Board uh, podcast section number two. He's got San Diego State, uh, Boise State, a free play up. Also one on Sunday with the Jets and the Steelers. Go check it out in depth. Written analysis there. He's the number one handicapper at Wager Talk since February 1st in net profit. Also hot in college football and the NFL the last five weeks. 24 and 12, 67% winners. College football and the NFL obviously knows his college football, knows the NFL as well. Does the NFL opening line report each and every Monday on Wager Talk YouTube, 10 a.m. Pacific time? Uh, Teddy, any kind of. Final thoughts here for the show. We got the last game as well. Uh, take it away, man. Cal in Washington State. Minus four. That's the Cougs. 53-and-a-half being the total.
2: Yeah, Cal's been a real good underdog, man. Uh, I mean, consistently good underdog. I got him 20 wins and seven losses since midway through Justin Wilcox's first season uh, with the Bears. So this has kind of been their role. Um, coming off a nice win uh, over Arizona. They're 3-and-1 right now, and Feeling good about themselves. It went over UNLV. They didn't cover. looks better uh, than it did. uh, The loss to Notre Dame was wire-to-wire covering from a defensive standpoint. And, look, they got gashed last week defensively. But it was a game where the offense scored 49 points. I don't know if the defense uh, necessarily brought it. This is not a defense that I expect to have many games like the one they just had. You know, Wazoo just had this wild game uh, against Oregon. And, again, you worry about the spot here. Uh, on the Palouse uh, for the Cougs this week, given the situation, they're up by double digits against the Ducks at home in the fourth quarter. They blow the lead, then they have a pick six go the other way. They actually blew the cover, and then scored with one second left to get the cover back <laughs> in that contest. Very fortuitous. If you had Washington State uh, plus the points last week, that final uh, drive it would have been a really tough beat uh, if you had them after the uh, obviously the pick six in a game that they controlled for extended stretches. But you certainly worry about the mentality of a team after a performance like that, and you certainly worry about uh, what they're going to look like defensively. Uh, and, of course, the Washington State team with you know that win uh, uh, earlier in the season at Wisconsin is one that has attracted some betting attention. You know, you're know, you not getting real bargains necessarily with the Cougs. Uh, I like this Cal team this year. They've impressed me so far. I would not be surprised at all to see them win straight up or at least
1: hang tough. At uh in Pullman on uh on Saturday at Teddy underscore covers on Twitter, guys. Check them out wager Teddy, any final thoughts here for the show before we shut it down? And do you have a most confident play of the games we talked about? One you like the most?
2: Yeah, I'm going to talk about the one. Uh, and I feel like the last week we did the very last game that I talked about, and I used it as the most confident play. I like Cal plus the points uh okay. against Washington State. This has been Wilcox's role. I think the better the two teams uh defensively uh and uh I'm comfortable backing uh the Bears in a game that I think will be competitive throughout. So gonna be Cal plus. Can I get four and a half? You can yeah bookmaker nah, there's one four oh, and a sure. half out there. The prevailing markets are at four uh plus four with Cal would be the confident play the uh play of the show uh for uh this week and you mentioned some of the streaks Drew I mean look it's been a real good start to the football season twenty four and twelve uh College and NFL combined 67%. Uh, and I'm seeing things pretty clearly. The short lists have been good. Uh, I expect to continue winning into October, into November and beyond. And uh, you can take advantage. Of, I mean, uh, I don't hype stuff up a lot, but I'm always like, don't buy any of my plays. If you want to get on board, and get a package. If you want to get a package, they have an incredible deal right now where you get every play every day for the entire rest of the season. I think it's 649 bucks. Uh, it's more than $200 off the usual price. It's less than $7 a day. And that's, Every play in college football through the end of the season, every play through the NFL through January 1st, and NBA and on and on and the college hoops and all of that. Uh, it's a really good deal. I encourage you, if you want to get on board, this is the deal that I recommend. Uh, so check it out over at wagertalknrsportsmember.com. There's no promo code needed. It's right there on not just my homepage, Drew's homepage as well. Anyone you want to get involved with, this is the deal to do it
1: teddy number one at wager talk net profit since february 1st killing it guys uh up over 65 percent winners in college football and the nfl last five weeks check them out wager talk SportsMemo.com. just heard it from in there cow plus four widely available he's a man of the people can also shop around and get it plus four and a half for teddy covers i'm drew martin we'll be back tomorrow guys to finish off every game on the board we got robbie vino making his debut back at it as well. So thanks for tuning in. Please smash that like button. Feel free to reply below guys. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow.
0: Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing. They were also playing Chumba Casino. coincidence. I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, anywhere,